Hi, everybody. Thanks for sitting down with me today. Tim Anderson here, the appraiser's advocate. And in this podcast, we're going to talk about the skills a newbie should bring to the job hunt. A little while ago, I engaged in a very unscientific search for what newbies should bring to the the job table. I asked a bunch of uh, my fellow appraisers what they felt a newbie should have in order to attract an employer, in order to attract a supervisor, a mentor. What we're going to go through today is basically a summary of those. Remember, not every one of these will apply in every case. Further, some of these a newbie just won't have without some experience. But the point is, a lot of these are learnable. A lot of these a newbie can get if that newbie is willing to go to the time and effort to get them. So, let's get into it. In no particular order, the first one was listening skills. In other words, the appraiser, the newbie, needs to understand what it is the client needs, not what it is the client wants. Further, listening skills had to do with listening to the mentor, listening to the supervisor. This is clearly part of learning. It's also part of critical thinking because the newbie, quite frankly, in gaining experience, needs to understand through listening, through critical thinking, whether what the supervisor is teaching is right, wrong, or indifferent. Let's face it, some supervisors, some mentors, aren't very good at teaching. Some are superb. Next would be delegation. The appraiser must understand what is minutia and what is important, and therefore leave the minutia alone. Now, clearly, a newbie is going to be working on a lot of the minutia. That's how the newbie learns. But the point is, we can't let perfect get in the way of done. That's what delegation means. Another one was attention to detail, meaning time management and personal integrity. The attention to detail has to do with deadlines. Every job comes with a deadline. If you can't meet it, then don't take the job. If you take the job thinking you can meet it, but it turns out for whatever reason you can't, then professional honesty, professional integrity, says you get in touch with the client and you say so to see what the client wants to do. This is what keeps the client happy. Not so much that the client gets the number the client wants, but the client understands what's going on with the appraisal, what's going on with the appraiser. It's also a sign of personal integrity to admit an error and then work to overcome it. So attention to detail was the very most important one. Indeed, of all the people I talked to, attention to detail, time management, and personal integrity came up right at the top. Another really important one was tech-savvy. In other words, the appraiser understands how to use the computer, understands math, understands finance. Now, in understanding the computer, this basically means understanding how to work in Word quickly, how to work in Excel up to and including log functions and pivot tables, which quite frankly are rather advanced concepts, but not difficult to learn because it's not necessary to learn the math behind them. The computer does all that. The appraiser needs to understand what present value is. In other words, the six functions of a dollar. Without understanding that, it's difficult to learn the more advanced concepts of appraising. 
then the appraiser has got to understand MLS, how to do an MLS search properly, how to narrow an MLS search down properly so that the only thing under analysis are properties more or less like this properties comparable to the subject. The appraiser, the newbie, needs to be responsible and adaptive. Responsible goes back to the work ethic we, we talked about. Adaptive means there's more than one way to solve a problem. Don't get dependent on that one way. Learn other ways to solve a problem. Someone who can, who can see and then solve a problem is a lot more important to an organization than merely someone who can see a problem. So the key here is being able to solve problems. Part of work ethic is putting in the hours, not only on the job, but on education as well. I'm not talking so much about formal college education. I'm talking about the kind of education you have to do to know how to use MLS, to know how to use Excel. Yes, I'm also talking about continuing education. Some continuing education, frankly, isn't very good. Some is superb. Therefore, part of work ethic, part of being responsible and adaptive is doing research to find out those continuing education classes that are worth the effort, that are worth the time, that are worth the trouble to make the newbie more attractive to a supervisor or a mentor. Another characteristic that came up was membership in a recognized appraisal society or having a recognized designation, which quite frankly is rather difficult for a newbie. But the point is, if you're a member of the Institute, the ASA, the IAAO, NAR, NAA, etc., that membership, that fellowship, that training is going to help you as a newbie. Having a real estate license is also probably a help because it helps the appraiser understand marketing and sales. Although no state requires that you must have a real estate license to appraise, it doesn't hurt to have one. The complete appraiser, the newbie appraiser, must have writing and communication skills. Writing is more than putting a sentence on paper. Writing is putting a sentence on paper that's interesting to read and actually says something. For example, most of what I do is work with appraisers who find themselves on the wrong side of that letter from their state appraisal board. As I read through their appraisals, many times I see this sentence. The subject is located in a good neighborhood. That doesn't mean anything because nobody knows what a good neighborhood is. That evidence is poor writing and poor communication skills. Therefore, the solution to that is not the subject is in a good neighborhood. Rather, it's in the subject is in a neighborhood the market currently desires, and here are the reasons why. That's writing and communication. Next come map reading and measuring skills. These should be self-evident. While most of us have GPS systems on our phones and our cars, etc., we need to understand how maps work and how to read them. Measuring skills means we know how to slap a tape upside a house. A lot of times we do this with lasers. Fine, but somebody still has to learn how to use the laser. Next, the newbie, the appraiser, should be eager to learn. In other words, humble and teachable. There's so much to learn in this business constantly. It's easy to learn the wrong stuff. It's easy to forget the right stuff. So when a newbie appraiser brings to the table an eagerness to learn, an excitement about learning, that impresses the mentor, the supervisor, over an appraiser who doesn't have those. 
Next would be critical thinking skills. Critical thinking does not mean criticize. It means the person who thinks critically asks why a lot and then looks at the answer to see if it makes sense. For example, a newbie appraiser might say, well, why do I make a $30 a square foot size adjustment? If the supervisor says, because that's the way I was trained to do it, and that's the way you better do it, that newbie ought to think about getting another supervisor because that supervisor is not demonstrating critical thinking skills. And those are really important for an appraiser, be that appraiser a newbie or be that appraiser experienced. Finally, one of the big ones was knowledge of the appraisal process. We learned that relatively early on. It's taught from the beginning of appraisal school. But yet, the appraisal process is more than merely a roadmap to follow. As we understand the appraisal process, we also understand the critical thinking skills that go into appraising. And we understand that real estate appraisal is not merely the agglomeration of unrelated facts on paper. Rather, it's turning that appraisal, the process we go through to arrive at a value conclusion, into an organic whole so that when the reader is through reading the appraisal, when the client's through reading the appraisal, the client says, you know, I may not agree with how the appraiser got there, but I understand how the appraiser got there. Now, let me round this out. Let me go back to the beginning on this. We're talking about the skills an appraiser, a newbie, should bring to the table. Now, a lot of times, appraisers, newbies, have complained that they have trouble finding a mentor. They have trouble finding a supervisor. That's true. In a lot of cases, they do. Now, think about what we just went through. If that newbie, if that appraiser brought these skills to the table when looking for a job, might it be easier to find one? And that's the point. A supervisor, a mentor, isn't looking for another appraiser. A supervisor, a mentor, is looking for someone else to help him or her solve problems quickly and efficiently. As a newbie, as an appraiser, brings those talents to the table, that appraiser, that newbie, is going to find it easy to get and keep a job as well as advance within the real estate appraisal industry. Thanks for sitting down with me today. I appreciate it. Again, I'm Tim Anderson, the appraiser's advocate. If I can ever be of help to you, please feel free to get in touch with me. My email address is tim at theappraisersadvocate.com. My website is theappraisersadvocate.com. And please go to my YouTube channel and look at the uh, podcasts I put up there. Most of those are interviews with other appraisers. That's The Appraiser's Advocate, and it's my YouTube channel. Again, thank you. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your efforts. I appreciate the fact that you're willing to sit down with me and listen to these podcasts. My best to you. My best to your family. Be safe. Be well. And we're clear. Oh, and by the way, are your professional fees high enough? <laughs>